everybody. This is John Scott, former Sharks All-Star MVP, and you are listening to another Teal Town USA podcast. Welcome to the Pucknologist, episode 123. I'm AJ underscore strong on the social media with me tonight, Rocket Backhander. I'm super light glue. How are you? Oh, shit. I, I was better about five minutes ago. Uh, and, of course, <laughs> Hockey Jerk. Uh, we're good. Everything's everything's good. It's all good, man. It's Sunday. We're chilling. It's all right. Everything's good. Okay. If you say so. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Again, it's like I had to get my audio set up now we have to turn on jerk's camera there we oh. go all right ah, nice. <laughs> so love it. uh it, you know hey remember to subscribe on youtube follow us on social media if you're on itunes we'd appreciate five stars and a nice review and in fact uh, a little later in the show i'm going to tell you how you can win some sharks bobbleheads if you listen you on itunes so check that out uh, if you'd like to support the show, use that super chat option during the live shows, or better yet, throw a little something in the Venmo tip jar at Teal Town USA. And of course, we thank you for your support. Remember, if you ever miss a show, want to catch it again, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform and always at Teal Town USA. So this time around, we're going to talk about uh, probably reviewing headshots, uh, the flames trying to rewind the clock. And so with that, of course, I'm rocking my little C here. Uh, toss or um, we're we're gonna see which which bus hockey jerk is currently on this week, uh, but but I think it's time to uh, to get into the shark skin. Actually, you know what? Hold on. I think we have video of hockey jerk trying to decide whether or not he's on the EK sixty five bus. There it is. <laughs> Gee, can't really figure it out. Can't make a decision, but we'll get there. Um, so look. Four games this week. Sharks go one. What is it? One, two, and one. Oh, it's been a long week. Over four games, they took two possible eight points. They scored 10 goals while allowing 15. During the four games, Jones started three of the four, posted an 821 save percentage. Sharks are essentially in the basement. If you look at them on points, they're eighth. If you look at point percentage, they're seventh. Either way, it's not where you want to be. And, of course, they've allowed three or more goals in 18 of their 22 games so far this season. Now, before we get into the four this week, uh, Rocket, just your thoughts overall on a tough week. Uh, 56-game uh, preseason, man. I'm still holding on to that. This is a great showcase for the kids. I think that they are still making critical rookie errors, but in a silver lining sort of gratitude way, I feel it's better that they're making these terrible freaking errors in a garbage season, you know, so they'll, they'll have this already smoothed out next year. So their play will be better. I feel, I don't know. Like I, I feel for this season, it's garbage, discombobulated garbage that kind of stinks like rotten fruit a little bit. Um, but in the, the larger picture, it's all right. going to get there. Jerkman. Yeah, I think, you know, it all started really well with that Colorado game. I was, <laughs> I was feeling pretty good. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm like, we're cooking with gas now. We're on to something here, and and even the Vegas game. I mean, the first Vegas game, it kind of looked like everything was going to be on track, and 
It wasn't. Um, <laughs> but ugh, tough, very deflating. You know, the air right out of the balloon, if you will. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's still, you know, I said it last week, but like last year, everything was bad, right? This year, I actually think the Sharks have some good, you know, facets to their game. And, you know, goaltending is like, you know, right there behind them with the knife pressed against the back, ready to go. So it's just, ugh, it's another, another brutal effort. Like it makes you wonder where this team would be at if their goaltending was average. Yeah. Hell, even below average, because right now it's <laughs> catastrophic. <laughs> so in game one versus Colorado, a 6-2 win for the Sharks. Uh, you know, I, obviously this uh, started a little slow. You know, Sharks get down 2 nothing. Although, uh, the, the fun part about this one, let's just talk, hit this up for, for a quick second. After the end of one, right? <laughs> Because uh, Gerard would kind of juke out Mark Edward Vlasic just as a power play expires. The Sharks are up one nothing on a goal that Jones absolutely needs to have. But the point is, the Sharks after one period were up one to nothing. However, during the first intermission, NBC was talking about this game and uh, they said, "Hey, let's throw up some I don't know comments from the peanut gallery, right? Let's post some stuff that that's coming in from Facebook and Twitter." And so. Hey, Martin Jones hasn't given up a goal yet. That's a moral victory in a game that's already down one nothing. Like I, I guess people that get fired from Fanatics go to work for NBCSN. I don't know, but um. solid, solid there. I thought that was a, a that was good for a quick giggle. Uh, Vlasic gets burned again. But, uh, you know, it's this was not a good game for Vlasic. He ended up getting benched essentially. Uh, you know, Vlasic even, or Shang saying, uh, the defenseman did not take a shift in the final five of the second period, never left the bench, didn't see anything awkward happen to him. And let's also remember Bob Bugner called pickles too average for too long recently. So maybe that was a little, I don't know, cattle prod to the backside to say, Hey, get it going. Uh, then in this one, what we got a uh, cadre essentially scoring on his own net, which was accredited to uh, Balsers. That one was fun. Uh, but of course the story here. Yeah. John Leonard got a breakaway. That's fine. Kane empty netter, but Jesus Christ, Eric Carlson has finally scored a goal. So, I mean, you know, aside from Vlasic uh, playing a season-low 13 minutes, uh, I did think the team got better as this game progressed, and which would be attributed if you look at the score. <laughs> the, <laughs> when you score six unanswered after letting in two, chances are you got better as the game went on. That's what I'm saying. Um, is this the first win in 15 years wearing the original Sharks crest? Because it feels like it is. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, I believe... Yeah, the last time I don't know the exact date that the Sharks uh, last won in that jersey. Of course, you could look it up. But Sometime yeah, in since April two thousand seven, I'm thinking. I was gonna say the last time that they wore that logo on a regular basis was the last time they won wearing it because, as we know, they brought it back for five games uh, five years ago and they lost all five. So huge, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another thing of note is Logan Couture nearly got decapitated in this game and right in front of the ref, no call. But after that one, you had to feel 
somewhat good. And, uh, you know, we talk about EK finally scoring. And so they, of course, talked to the defenseman afterwards. Okay, uh, Eric, we know you're a veteran, uh, all-star, and all those great accolades. But was there a gratification uh, to get that first goal of the season? Yeah, I mean, I haven't been scoring very many goals since I got here. Uh, why, I don't know. Um, that's just the way it is sometimes. But, but yeah, it's always nice to score goals. Uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why uh, you fell in love with the game and, and, you know, decided to play hockey full-time when you were a kid. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else really to say about it. Everybody wants to score goals. <laughs> I love his comment of, yeah, I want to score goals. I don't know why I haven't been able to. I mean, I don't know, maybe shoot more. I don't know. Could happen, I suppose. But the... So what, what you're saying, AJ, <laughs> is that if you shoot the puck, your chances of the puck going in increase? Yes, when compared to not shooting the puck. I mean, do you, do you, do you have proof? <laughs> it's what, jerk, it's what they say. Oh, of course. Okay, okay, okay. They. Uh, they, Yes. But do they know people? They do know people, and many people are saying this. <laughs> they know stuff and things. Yeah, uh, but let's hear Ek's thoughts on the injury. As far as you personally, obviously with a groin injury, you got to be careful. Is it easy to put that in the put that in the back of your mind and not think about it at all, or, or does the hesitancy creep in at all? Because you know, it sure hasn't looked at like it. No, um, you know, I can't go anywhere else. I can't get any higher. You know, this is where. You know, it's standard of the road for me. It's it's just putting it all on the line all the time. If I if I break, I break. It's nothing I can do about it. Um, you know, I put in the time to make sure that I'm, uh, you know, as uh, you know, prepared and and uh, strong as possible and uh, stuff like that. You can't really control, so it's not something that I you know worry about at all. Um, you know, you gotta try and you know give it your all and and realize that you know I worked really hard to get to to where I am and I'm at the top top of the level right now. So there's there's no holding back. Now, I think the fun part to take out of this comment from EK is the fact that he sat there and said, I work really hard, you know, to, you know, be in, you know, at my best strength and blah, blah, blah. Even though Chief does have a notorious reputation for being a slow starter and playing himself into shape. I thought that was kind of funny. The best part, though, is at the end of it where he says, I feel like I'm at my top level. Chief, you got seven points. You're 81st in points among defensemen. Drew Doughty who has fans uh, of the Kings trying to run him out of town due, due to his underperforming contract. He has 19 points with six goals in his fourth on that list. But top level, bro. Top level. Well, you know what? Um, just because his ceiling is lower than everybody else's doesn't mean it's not a ceiling. <laughs> there you go. You just get a duck. Hey, you know what? I, I'm just yeah. You know what? If his ceiling is, um, you know, somebody else's first floor, hey, whatever. You said the sharks were in the basement, so <laughs> nice. Uh, so we followed up with a second game against Colorado. This one, a four nothing loss. Jones gets the start again. Uh, Blickfeld, his season debut. Sorensen a scratch. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to the Blickfeld thing in a second. Uh, the Sharks, once again, and this is a theme among all four games, largely owned in the circle. Jesus, do they miss Tomas Hurdle, who evidently is the only one who can 
win faceoffs above 50%. Uh, Kane in this one did not have a good game. I felt like he got caught looking on the Rantanen goal that made it one nothing. Uh, in the third, Gerard would score through Kane, uh, just not having a good, <laughs> a good time. But the thing we're all going to talk about: Blickfeld takes a match penalty for checking McKinnon to the head. Uh, Fifteen seconds in, Landeskog scores. Now, to the Sharks' credit, for the remaining four forty-five, they didn't let anything in, so I guess that's nice. Uh, but later, Rantanen scores an easy one. It's four nothing. You can't blame Jones when you don't score, but yikes. Uh, there's definitely a little bit of blame to go around. I'm just saying. <laughs> and now before we get into the Blickfeld hit, listen to what Brent Burns had to say about it. You don't want to see anybody get hurt. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. Um, you got, you got one of the best players in the world. He's skates low, skates hard. Like I said, I haven't seen it. So, but I don't think, I, I know he's not trying to hurt him. Uh, so it's hard. I mean, that you put, you put, the player's in a hard spot because then you say, well, he's not finishing his checks. Well, what do you want him to do there? You know what I mean? It's There's a lot of things that can change. You can change angles. You can change stuff. But you got to – one of the best players in the world, you're trying to take away time and space. And sometimes you got to be physical. I know Blitchy's not trying to hurt anybody there. Um, but he's he's got to play a hard game to be successful in his – to get established for himself. So it's uh, it's a fast play. So you got to take care of guys. But in saying that too, you got to be careful because there's guys that are trying to establish themselves and, and then they have to play a physical game. And you can't just say, well, you should stick check that guy because how many times do we see on a highlight when somebody go, tries to stick check McKinnon and he embarrasses them, you know? So you guys have seen the hit. Rocket, I'll go to you first. You know, what's your take on the whole thing? It is what it is. Like I said, Reggie errors, just sloppy stuff. I don't really want to talk too much about it. Like, you know, I don't want to analyze it and kind of been done to death by now. That's what I'm here for. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think, I don't think it was intentional. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it wasn't, you know, premeditated or targeted or anything like that. <laughs> but it, like rocket said, it is what it is. It was a shot to the head. That is a penalizable. If that's a word, uh, offense that is a suspendable offense and you know there are some sharks fans who are upset because you know they don't think you know they say well oh he didn't intend to do it well i'm sorry to tell you but he did it um you know that's that's something that uh you know we've talked about before where it's like hey you know what you can do whatever you want but uh don't be surprised if somebody comes calling for you after you do what you did and you know that's what happened so Blickfeld gets dinged again. I I don't think it was on purpose. It was just an unfortunate situation where you know Blickfeld's going in, finish the check, and McKinnon kind of pulls up because he sees the contact coming, and you know Blickfeld tags him in the mouth. You know it it is what it is, and you know his suspension is now served and whatever. You know I don't think Blickfeld would have helped the Sharks win either of those two games as much as I like him as a player. I don't think he would have been the difference, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, you don't think he would have been the straw that stirs the drink. No, unfortunately, because, um, I mean, you can have as many straws as you want, but when the cup doesn't have any liquid in it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I was thinking, too, man. I mean, Chief does lead the Barracuda right now in points at nine, but, uh, yeah, I'm not thinking he's going to be the uh, the, the offensive gateway that opens things up for the Sharks. But uh, I'm a little tilted about the hit, and it's 
because I just asked, was it was it a penalty? Absolutely, totally. That's the you want that called every single time, and and I don't want to go full whataboutism on this. Like I'm not calling out the refs on this. It was absolute what they called, and they went and reviewed it. Sure, I don't have a problem. The thing that I have a problem with is uh, I don't know. Do do we did we all forget hurdle the the shot he took <laughs> right to the head versus St. Louis or. The Justin Braun hit, Kevin LeBanc getting tagged right into the head from from OEL versus the Yotes. None of that was met with supplemental discipline. And in fact, I think a couple of those weren't even called penalties in the game. Yet we remember Joe Thornton getting a game for hitting Nosek or Eric Carlson getting two for hitting Wagner. And were all of those penalties? Absolutely. I just don't get why... Department of Player Safety can't figure that part out. Like, if you don't, we tell me, jerk, that I'm not like imagining this. There have been times when something has happened in a game, and it got like, oh, that that's just two minutes, and it was just, oh, no, but, but then DOPS the next day looks at it and goes, no, that was actually really bad, and we're going to give you a game or two games for that. Yeah, it's definitely happened. I mean, there's there have also been instances where no penalty is called and a suspension is still given out. I mean, it's you know, I I, I don't think you know, I'm I don't mean to like bemoan player safety in this instance because I think Blickfeld absolutely deserved to be suspended, but you make a point where it's just yeah, like sometimes it 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 we perceive a hit to be egregious and nothing comes of it and then something seems you know, maybe a little more flagrant, and it's like, boom, we're going to throw the book at you. So it, it it's just not consistent. And I think, you know, we kind of saw the same thing, at least previously, with the goaltender, you know, what is goaltender interference, where it's like, you know, it was up until a few years ago, it was at the referee's discretion. Whatever referee was refing that particular game, it was at the referee's discretion to make that call based on how they interpreted the rule. And that's when everybody got all wound up about it. And so the NHL says, okay, we're just going to write what goaltender interference is. And all of our referees have to follow this standard, regardless of their interpretation. And I think the same thing needs to be done with Department of Player Safety. You know, have somebody who, you know, doesn't make any decisions on how many games to assign or anything like that, but kind of just somebody who's like, you know, I don't even know Tom from the mailroom. Hey, can you look at this real quick and let me know what you think? Like just do something. You know what I mean? Goaltender interference is the same thing as like, uh, what is obscenity in the art world? It's like, I can't tell you what it is, but I know it when I see it. Sure. It's essentially what it is. But, Jerk, let me ask you one more question on this. If a scrum, hey, if, a, if a scrum, <laughs> a melee, a little brouhaha, if you will. A fracas. Right? Yes. If that occurs on the ice and a player jumps over the boards, kind of get in on that, isn't that player supposed to get a penalty? In fact, isn't that like an it's supposed automatic to, it's a one, suspension? It, it's a automatic one-game suspension, yeah. Hmm. Now, I ask you this because can you do me a favor? Can you count? the white helmets that are on the ice right here? Cause I see six. The so re- the reason why I see six is cause Rantanen jumped over the boards. Wait, did he jump over the boards before or after the scrum started? Oh, it was, I mean, it was kind of like when the scrum was starting, but bottom line is it's not like he was in the middle of a change because 
there's, you know, there's five other guys out there. Like they didn't come off. No one was coming off at that time. Right. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Cause they, and again, it goes back to a judgment call where it's like you, you look at a player, it's like, okay, is he jumping off to get in the action or like, you know, is it a stoppage and he's changing and then the brouhaha starts, you know what I mean? Cause it, cause that's no, what, he, um, if you go back and look, he kind of jumps over just as it's all starting. Like people are running over to, to go kill Blickfeld and he, you know, he's screaming about it on his way yeah. over. Either way, it's just kind of like, buddy, you haven't made a change. You shouldn't be on the ice. Get the hell off. That should have been a suspension. That was something else that was missed by the officials. I just remember a few years ago, John Scott getting suspended for a similar instance, exactly like you're, you're mentioning. And, and the, the wording on the suspension was, you know, for entering the ice on a non-legal line change. There you go. Should have been the same. But well, um, I'd have to see the tape too. There you go. Go back, look at the tape. Will somebody, Steven, provide Jerk with the tape, please. <laughs> uh, you know, a couple people, it's, you know, when we brought up the, when I brought up the hurdle hit versus St. Louis that went uncalled, which was a, a very similar hit, it was just fun to see. Um, you know the social media people on you know the Vegas people. Oh my God, Sharks fans are the biggest whiners. You know. Okay, I I I I hate to get into the trenches about who's the bigger whiner, but Dude, every let, let's fan not, base has whiners. Every true, one. but also yeah. let's let's not forget that when the Sharks and the Blues met in the conference final two years ago, there were some Vegas fans who were so bent about the five-minute power play that they went to St. Louis to cheer against the Sharks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. <laughs> Again, this is this is not a, well, I'm this, so you're that. I'm just, you know, we're just pointing out the facts here. Uh, dude, and, and it's like... Do you, I'm pretty gonna... sure they had signs, too, that said anyone but San Jose. Uh-huh. jeez. Oh, but And then again, there was Chief out in, in Lake Tahoe a couple weeks ago holding a sign that said anybody but Vegas. You know? Oh, yeah. It's a good rivalry. Uh, they're, they're shittyits on both sides. You like that? Shitty idiots? Just shittyits. Anyway. Um, but, dude, <laughs> there are Sabres fans still complaining about Hull's foot in the crease 20-some-odd years later. Hey, I'm not even a Sabres fan, and I complain about that. See? So it's like, Chief, you know, every – look, everybody has their, their vocal people that are upset, and they all every single fan base thinks at one point or another they got jobbed by the refs or Department of Player Safety. Every single one. So and, – and just the thing I always get uh, a laugh out of is that during these what we'll charitably call spirited debates, it always devolves into which team has more cups or some other lame measuring stick, and it totally goes off what the original point was, but it's just, look, every fan base has morons. That's just well, the way it, it is. And I'll tell you this, too, is to kind of put a bow on this segment. All of the, I guarantee you, every single person who brings up the how many cups argument, they themselves have zero cups. Mm-hmm. And it should be noted that Blickfeld, due to, again, idiot fans, uh, set his Instagram to private because so many people were coming on, you know, saying stupid stuff and that, oh, you know, fuck, fourth liner, nobody trying to take out a superstar, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and there was far more worse things that were said. But, yeah, he goes private just because of that. And it's like, you really think a guy trying to break in the NHL is thinking, hey, you know what? To get my career going, I'm going to go try to kill a superstar. 
Oh, and meanwhile, Ovechkin, you know, jams his stick into Trent Frederick's twig and berries and gets five K. Which, which would be like what you and me getting co- have to cost a nickel. Wait a minute, Did you do you're good with numbers, jerk. What would that cost us to like stick a guy in the twig and berry? Yeah, so I I, I compared Ovech like I took you know Ovechkin's fine versus his salary and scaled it down to my salary, and that would be the equivalent of me getting fined twenty three dollars. <laughs> now, are there people that you would pay twenty three dollars to stick? <laughs> hey you know what uh, i'm not gonna i could name be names, one of them but i'm not gonna name names one of them might be on this podcast let's yeah, see that's what i'm saying <laughs> so we move on to a pair versus vegas uh, a 5-4 overtime loss and then a 4-0 loss jones starts the first one gets yanked for the fifth time in 15 games or i should say in 15 starts uh dubnik would start the second one but to do the first one first retro reverse game of the season they uh, got these reverse retro jerseys that we've waited so long to see in the wild. Holy crap, do the numbers on the back of those things need to be white? Hashtag, that's why it's got to be white. For us, always asking, why is it got to be white? That's why. Because I couldn't read it. The best part, Randy Hahn calling out Marlowe scoring and then realizing it was LeBanc because he couldn't read the numbers on the back of the jersey. <laughs> and Chief is in the building, man. <laughs> It's it, it's actually funny because, you know, when I was watching that moment, you know, uh, Randy Hahn said Marlowe. And so in my head, you know, the, the, the wheel is turning and I'm like, okay, Marlowe's fast, you know. And so I see LeBanc kind of, he wasn't, you know, lumbering up the ice, but he wasn't exactly moving very quickly either. <laughs> I'm just watching and I'm thinking it's Marlowe and I'm like, come on, you old fuck skate. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized it was, I realized it was LeBanc and I was like, oh, okay. well and then in both games previous to the game uh curtis gabriel and ryan reeves gab at each other before the game like he knew something was going to (sighs) happen so insanely pointless um anyway over these two it it was just tough i will say the fun part like look there's nothing you can say about these games, really, where you just sit there and go, look, Vegas is number one in the division for a reason. They've got a large uh, lead on everybody else for a reason. They've got talent, and you've got Mark andre Fleury playing out of his gourd right now. I mean, the guy looks that they're talking about Vesna again for this guy. <laughs> you know, well, the Sharks let in, you know, to what? They were down 2 nothing after the first, and uh, what, Couture got a two-minute penalty after Pacioretty hits him with that like interferes with them and you know and somehow Couture ends up with two for roughing because he went after Patches for the hit because the officials didn't call it yeah <laughs> just just to give you you know if you were you turned on the first game if you were wondering how it was going to go that hit kind of told you everything which uh, it could have happened to anybody you know what I mean but just you see that situation early on in the game, and it's just kind of like, ugh, is it going to be one of these games? You know what I mean? Um, I was close. I, I, what I thought was interesting, I don't know if you have it on your notes or not, um, but in the last week, and obviously I'm going back to the to the seven to six game against St. Louis Blues. Have you noticed that in that game and the second Vegas game, Dubnik was in the net? no matter how much the wheels fell off. 
But in the first Vegas game, Martin Jones lets up three, and it's like, you're done. Hit the showers. Well, so, yeah, but hold on. You're talking about that St. Louis game. I think the reason why Dubnik stayed in as long as he did, and I think even Bugner said as much, is the fact that like the the game never got out of hand. You know, like it was one, it was one nothing, then it was one one, then it was two one. Like like it kept. It, there was never, if memory serves, I don't think St. Louis got ahead ever in that game by more than one goal. So I think like no, sh- you're you're correct. You're absolutely right. The point I'm just making is like, okay, so you know. Dubnik's letting in goals left and right, and he's in. He's allowed to stay in the net and work it out. Jones lets in more goals than we're comfortable with, and it's like, boom, pull him. So mm-hmm. I kind of think if you want to read the tea leaves a little bit, you know, and obviously you could pair that with what Bugner said about Jones um, after the game against the LA Kings last month. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's any secret how Boogie is feeling about his goaltenders right now. I mean, they're both not playing particularly well compared to other goalies in the league. But it's obvious who the better goalie is right now. Yeah. Well, like I would hope, I hope to God Almighty that Dubnik starts tomorrow. <laughs> You're right. In turn, does this go towards uh, maybe seeing a change in goaltender coaching? I don't think it's. You, I think AJ makes the point where it's like the shark. Since Jones has been here, the Sharks have had three different individuals work with Jones and these are good, good people, you know, Johan Hedberg, Nabokov, and then, um, Adam, AJ, help me. Something like Francilla or something. Francilla. Yeah. You've had three people work with Jones and Jones can't figure it out. Now I've never, I've like never in, since it started, since people have started talking about it a year and a half ago or whatever. And just in general, I've never been somebody who's like, Oh, buy him out. Like that's an option. Buy him out. Pull the plug. But it we are to that point. Like if the Sharks see what you want about how the Sharks are doing in the standings or whatever, if if they want a a hope and a prayer to try and at, at least be a competitive team, Jones is not going to get you there. Like that first bad year, oh, it's a weird year, and then whatever. That second bad year, okay, we don't like it, but he turned around before the the pause. It's three years of dog shit goaltending. And, you know, I don't like to swear on this podcast because we're for the kids, but good <laughs> Lord, man. Like, and it's the same thing that AJ and I talk about with Eric Carlson. It's like, you know, talk to me again when there's year to year consistency. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it with Jones. And I said, I'm not the buyout guy, but buy him out because oh. it's not going to get any better. You've had three guys work with him. And it's not working out. So just pull the shoot and move on with your life. <laughs> well, uh, in the second, March or so would trip EK65. I thought that was a bad call, to be honest with you. But uh, Burns would score on the power play. But everybody kept playing because no one noticed it. And then finally the goal horn went off to tell everybody, uh, hello, everybody, there was a goal scored there. And then the later Donato takes one of the weakest slashing calls. It was not a good week for the refs in San Jose. I got to tell you, man, they, they just some of the stuff that was let go while the other things that were called, it was just woof. And I'm not, I'm not blaming the officials for the Sharks having a crappy week because there were, there was bad stuff on both sides. It was pretty silly, but I will say that one of the fun things was the Vegas. I listened to a little bit of the, uh, 
whoever the the people are that are the Vegas version of like Brody and Curtis. Uh, oh, it's um, it's Darren Millard and Stormy something. All right, Daniels. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's the right city for that. Not uh, that one. <laughs> but the, uh, the they were they were kind of slamming the Sharks jersey, saying that they were bland and, hard, and it's like, okay, sorry, you know, a different team already decided to use gold lame, so we couldn't. Sorry, but the well, fact then- that. They were, you know, kind of bitching about that. And I'm just sitting sitting there going, you know, oh, they're kind of bland and they're kind of hard to read. And it's like, yes, yes, you're right. Absolutely. In fact, the Sharks should play with C-3O, C-3PO gold helmets that can be seen from space. But sure. Well, and and <laughs> snakeskin. I don't know if it's just against the Sharks or if against every other team. But they're, you know, they're folks over there. They, that's, that's how they operate. I, I can recall a preseason game from last season, Arizona and the Vegas. And, you know, it was like, oh, and, you know, after tonight's game, you know, Vegas will go to San Jose and they'll they'll play the first of two preseason games against the Sharks. And then it's like a beat and it's like, and, you know, I'm sure Vegas is going to want some revenge. We all know what happened, uh, you know, last year, but we're not going to get into that. It's <laughs> like, Sounds like it's like, good, okay. okay. Like, Would you like some chips with that salt? Jesus, God. <laughs> yeah. And, and and here's the thing. Let's not pretend like you know our people are innocent. I mean, you know there are there are indiv- there are individuals on this podcast who have an opinion about the pre and post game show. But you know <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, <laughs> don't be obvious. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> well, the the one thing that we do need to review about this is the fact that uh, Reeves took a hit from Gabriel that actually had Reeves leave early. <laughs> Let's just take a look at this hit for a hot second and see what we see. Now, here comes Reeves, and he goes high. He like the phrase that Drew Remenda is, you know, hates. He leaves his skates, you know. No, he doesn't, but he does kind of jump off. Like he, she launches himself. You know, you see him jump up to get the like. I think if he stays lower. Or he stays on the ice. Maybe he doesn't take that shot. But the fact is, it's like he left the game for the rest, you know, for for every part of it, <laughs> the remaining part of the game. And there was all the speculation. Will he make it back for the next game and a lower body injury and blah, blah, blah. I think what nobody was saying, because, you know, Hetty is going to say, well, it looked like he might have taken a skate inside the inner thigh and blah, blah, blah. Let's just rewind this for a, a hot second. Look where Chief takes the skate. You know, I think the berries got split and he was done for the night, guys. Well, that's the that comes in as just either that or he got a, a second hole in the back end. Well, I was going to say, you know, just to just to quote office space, watch out for your cornhole, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the the taint got tilted right there is what happened. But You taint lion. Mhm. <laughs> so, uh, it's all said and done. You know, it's it's two shitty games. I mean, what are you going to do? It's the you're talking one of the worst teams in the Pacific versus the best team in the Pacific. Uh, hell, best team in the West. And following the game, Marchessault said, uh, "We used to have a really good rivalry, but now it's not as powerful as it was two years ago." That tends to happen when one of the teams starts to get bad, pal. I hate to break it to you. 
And, oh, but how, I like how dare he? How dare he? <laughs> I'm offended because I'm a Sharks fan. No, I like how Marcheseau though says this as if you know Vegas is like some forty year powerhouse. Well, I just I I like how he says that as if that's some Not foreign concept. <laughs> well, he says it as if like that's some foreign concept where it's like. Chances are, if you're playing a shitty team, it's not going to be a good game. Like, that's not some big. It's not some big secret. Well, the, no, it's so funny <laughs> you say that. And just to to do a a quick flashback uh, of the football variety, there was a time when like the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers in like late 80s, early 90s. Well, no, early 90s. Well, okay, late 80s. 49ers are a powerhouse team, and Dallas sucks. In fact, I think in like 90 or 91, somewhere that like Dallas won maybe one game or something like that. It, it was really bad. But they flipped the franchise around, and within a couple of years, Dallas goes to wins three of four Super Bowls. And the only reason why the 49ers didn't win any of those is because Dallas knocked them out in the championship game. It was like literally those two powerhouse teams for about five years, and then everybody else. And so, of course, that was a great rivalry. What's it been like the last two, you know, two decades? It's been the shit. Patriots, the Patriots, then everyone else. Yeah. Well, it's been shit because both the teams suck. You know, well, and when one gets well, a little the good, Patriots the other one still sucks. And everyone else. Well, you know, I'll, I'll do you one better because I'm not I'm not super versed on 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 ping pong, obviously, but. <laughs> You know, think about... I don't know why, but go ahead. <laughs> think about from 2007 to 2013, Sharks-Ducks. Mm-hmm. That was huge, volatile, especially when they played in the playoffs in 09. That was like, oh, Ducks are the biggest rival. And now, like, I forget the Ducks are in our division. Like, that's how far <laughs> we've come. <laughs> yeah, dude. And if memory serves, the last time the Sharks played the Ducks in the playoffs, Sharks swept them. Yeah, dude. Well, and and you know what? It Sharks did that to Anaheim. They did the same thing to Vancouver. Basically, if you get swept in the playoffs by the Sharks, you're destined to miss the playoffs for at least the next three years because it's happened to the Ducks and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it but you're and, and even the same thing, Vancouver, dude. Long like I gave a shit more about Vancouver's you know, rivalry level than I did LA and Vancouver wasn't even the Sharks division at the time. And that's fizzled out too. Oh, you're right. There was a so, hot time where the, the Sharks and the Red Wings had quite the rivalry. Yeah. So to, to put a bow on this, you know, it's not some, again, it's not some big secret. Like if you're a bad team, you're not going to have an exciting matchup. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so final notes on all four of these, you know, like I said, Jones starts three, goes one, one, and one. Uh, I don't know if Dubnik giving up those seven to the Blues last weekend had that much of an impact where Bugner was like, yeah, three straight. Why not? Let's do it. Um, with Hurdle out due to the, the Rona over the last five, uh, Sharks have been absolutely owned in the circle. They've won just 43% of their draws, and it's tough to get offense going when you have to, like, chase the puck. Uh, I guess on the good side is the Sharks did put up, uh, from the defense on the team, put up seven points this week. Uh, However, during these four, the Sharks were outshot 132 to 106. But let's get into the fun stuff, shall we? First off, I'm going to uh, put the question to both of you, and I'll start with you, Rocket. Uh, Is it detail-oriented or detail-orientated? 
It's detail hyphen oriented. Jerk. It's um. It depends on how Brett Hedekin says it. Mm-hmm. Well, Brett <laughs> Hedekin says orientated. I don't know, but then again, he doesn't want to be a butt kicker. He wants to be a kick butter. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's move on. Oh, the sorry there, Connor. <laughs> Maybe he just likes potatoes. I guess. And he's trying to kick the... Okay, let's move on. Uh, Carlson has one good game, scores a goal. Everyone somehow forgets the first 15 he's played this season. How about that? What are you talking about? 56 game preseason. <laughs> what are you talking about? F you. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, anyway, since Vegas has come in, uh, the Sharks versus Vegas at SAP, there's one win. They're 1-6-2 and two in the regular season. So I don't know what rivalry Marcus is talking about. But hey, speaking of stats, and I think you might be getting there, but I thought it was interesting that Vegas has won in San Jose this year more than San Jose has. Man, that hurts. Oh, it was deflating. The Sharks have won at the tank twice. Vegas has won at the tank thrice this year. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's going to be on your shirt next week, buddy. <laughs> Just just the word thrice. Thrice. Yeah. Uh, hey, did you know through the first 22 games of last season, the Sharks had 21 points? Right now, through 22 games, the Sharks have 19 points. And now here's Hockey Jerk to tell you why these Sharks will be better than last year's. Well, uh, number one, there's still time before the end of the season. Um, number two, the forwards, as I've said last week, the forwards are playing better this year than they were last year. Um, it's not, you know, it's not consistent aside, unless you're Logan Couture. Um, but everybody's chipping in in some way or another, except for Marcus Sorensen. The only thing, never mind. Um, so <laughs> I think the offense is better. I think the defense, it, it Burns' dash 15 will tell you otherwise, but I think. He, in his defensive game, I think it's tightened up a lot better. I think Burns's dash 15 is just a product of being on the ice the most against the best players. I mean, that's, you know, if you're out there more, you have a higher chance of being scored on. Again, these are not foreign concepts, people. <laughs> um, Hold on. From Finn in the chat, it says, for real, AJ, people used to do that with Jones, too. He'd get a shutout and somehow it erased the crap you know, the the next 20 crap games he put up for the previous yeah, 20. Now we're getting to the point where now we're getting to the point where he has a bad game and it erases all the good games he's played. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, not, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, this. Like I said before, last year, everything was a disaster. This year, the forwards actually look dialed in. It's the goaltending. No? And <laughs> and. That's just what it is. That's so, like saying it went from like a category five hurricane to a category three hurricane. It's still a freaking hurricane. It's not good. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, you're absolutely right. I it yeah, it's you know, it's the same thing. Like would you <laughs> would you rather me punch you in the face twice or once? And you're still getting punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Well, coming this week, you get one versus St. Louis. This is a rescheduled game from February twenty sixth. The Sharks are 2-2-1 two, two, and one in five games against the Blues this season, and I'm sure that Puck Guy has something going with Let's Go Blues Radio, and if he doesn't, he should. 
This is our. <laughs> this is a, You said St. Louis is on the schedule. This is our trap game right here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm just saying. I can't. The Sharks are going to win three zero. It's going to be awesome. Well, here that's that's going to be the fun part because the Blues are five four and one over their last ten, but they are ten two and one on the road. They've been road warriors this season. They're currently third in the division. And then the Sharks have two on the weekend versus Anaheim. Uh, the Sharks are 2-0-1, so they have not lost in regulation to the Ducks, who are currently last in the division, 1-6-3 over their last 10. And, dude, if the Sharks don't finally come up with back-to-back wins, two consecutive wins when you're playing the Ducks consecutively, holy shit are things worse than we imagined well yeah um you know you kind of were talking last week about you know this was going to be the week from hell two games against vegas two games against colorado but they took one of the colorado games and they got a point against vegas so what is that three out of eight i mean that's not ideal but at the very least they're they're attempting to keep pace despite playing poorly so like you said, you know, St. Louis, the Sharks love beating St. Louis or at least playing well against St. Louis. And, you know, if you can, you know, if you can take care of Anaheim, you know, all of a sudden you might be on track. But I I don't even want to say it. But like you said, two in a row against Anaheim, could this be make or break for the season? Oh, I would think mm-hmm. so. <clears throat> and, you know, as good as Colorado has been, you know, I mean, they didn't have McCarr for both of those games, but. You know, if you go and look at the winning percentage of the teams that Colorado has beaten so far, I mean, it's it's not that great. I'm going to be real interested to see how Colorado reacts once the playoffs get going and they face somebody outside of the division. These playoffs could actually, because of all the in-division games, boy, once you're out of the division, you could see some real interesting hockey, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, oh, Let's just dive into the numbers real quick here. Statistically... Last five games, Sharks are four for 18, 22% on the power play, 88% on the PK. Uh, slightly better than on the season, where they've been 79 on the PK and 17 on the power play. The Oh, my God. these. Ugh. All right, Martin Jones, 3.84 goals against, 879 save percentage. Both of those numbers, 51st out of 52. <laughs> Dubnik, awesome. Not, <laughs> Dubnik, not much better. 3.49 goals against with an 890 save percentage. And at least over the last five games, the scoring has been, we all remember when the Sharks used to get owned in the second. It's gotten a lot more even. You know, they, they've been outscored six, 21 to 16 over the last five games. But if you look at it period by period, they actually get better as the games go on. But what are you going to do? So who's hot and who's not? Who's hot? EK65. Go ahead, jerk. Dance your little dance. Have your little parade. When you <laughs> when you post three points in a week after having four points in two months, you're hot. Go for it. Well well, and you know what? That's the point of the game. It's not who's it's not who's good and who's bad. It's who's hot and who's right. not. Mm-hmm. That's the point. You you know what? Hey, you can be hot um one day out of the year and not the rest of the year, but um, in the last week, Eric Carlson, uh, one goal, two assists in five games, uh, four games, excuse me. So obviously coming alive offensively, but I thought he's looked dialed in, um, even on the defensive side of the puck, you know, he was plus three, 
uh, and plus one, and then even for two games. So no minuses in the last week, which is awesome. It's huge. Um, yeah, but he just he just looks. You know, there were a couple instances once against Vegas, I believe, once against Colorado too, where the pucks dangerously close to the net. He's there to clear it out, no problem. He's he's. I still think he's not. You know, he's not running guys over, but he's he's not himself getting run over either which I think is huge as well. You know, he's at least making a point to, you know, if he has the puck, he's not going to get bumped off of it. He's going to make you take it from him. And I just think all around his game looks good. I think everybody wants the offense to go up even more, but it's a good start. And you just hope it's a sign of things to come because it's, I mean, it's going to be needed, you know? So I think he's been really good. Uh, I'm not going to say this is the best he's been in a teal sweater, but you know, you could say top five stretches, maybe. Well, and you mentioned it, dude. They they've allowed the Sharks have allowed fifteen goals in four games, and Eric Carlson is a plus. It wasn't a dash in any of those games. This <laughs> it's is this as is, if I knew the whole time. <laughs> this is where the bar has been set. People. I want a refund. <laughs> uh, despite. <laughs> um, dash three for all three of these players versus game two of Colorado. Uh, I would say LeBanc, Kane, and Couture are kind of hot. Uh, Couture, star of the month for the West. Eight combined points this week. Give you that. And that's yeah, about that, it. That, that, line's, <laughs> been, that yeah. line's been fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Anybody else that you would say? Um, I, th- I, I think Shimmick's played good. You know, but you expect him to play good. He's he's a bottom pairing defenseman. You don't expect him to razzle dazzle. So, yeah. so but, simmering, sure, not boiling over. Like you said, though, slim pickings. Yeah, dude. Uh, on the not list, uh, Dylan Gambrell, sir, sir. Uh, Hurdle's been missing time because of COVID. You've have a chance to step up, and you are not producing, sir. Please do something soon. Offensively, yes. Defensively, I still think he's there. He's, I still think he's doing good. Well, it's you're trying to say he's like the uh, inverse of Kevin LeBanc? Where it's like, <laughs> man, you know, he could put up goals, but he couldn't play defense, and Gambrell seems to be the opposite of that. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I just think, you know, like you said, he's he's getting more ice time. You know, he's he's up at least a couple minutes um, since Hurdle has been gone. You know, but to your point, you need the offense to be there. But even so, I mean, he's still I feel he's out there killing penalties. You know, he's still I mean, everybody on the face off dot is doing poorly, but, you know, he's still in there. He's still getting face off. So it's. Yeah, I agree with you. It, he is on the not list just because the offense isn't there. But I think he's. I wouldn't. I think what's the he's he, he you turn the burner down to one on him. I would say like it's still warm, but you're you're trending you're trending towards cool. No, that's when you, no, don't even leave him on the burner. You you take that dish out, and you put it in the microwave, and you just let it sit there to stay warm. Put a paper towel over it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Uh, also not hot, Brent Burns. Uh, one goal, one assist, dash eight in four games, currently dash 15. That's a little tough. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I if I can pronounce this. Martin Jones. Uh, yeah, not hot. Pulled for the fifth time in 15 starts. You're going, you're, dude, 
You're getting pulled every third game you start. You allowed three goals on eight shots this week. I mean, you know, I, you're going to hurt yourself if you keep aggressively pulling your Joner. <laughs> Dude, I just want to like start like, uh, I don't know, keeping my beer near Jones because he's so damn cold. It's like, yeah, well, nice and frosty. I mean, dude, it's it, it, it's like I said, you know, Dubnik Dubnik is getting lit up and he finishes the whole game. Jones lets in one goal too many and he's out. You know, like it's like I said before, you know, that tells you tells you everything you need to know about how Bugner feels about the goalies and how you feel about the goalies too, AJ. It's <laughs> but specifically Jones, like it's you're right. It's yeah, he's you know he's still in the freezer. Like they haven't taken him out yet. Wow. Well, <laughs> speaking of which, finally we end with or at least I'm ending with, if you want to name anybody else, which I'm sure you'll have at least a few. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, Finn. Oh, I love it in the chat. Yeah, can the Sharks get David Ayers? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. I appreciate the gag. Uh, finally for me, dude, Marcus Sorensen. I mean, he goes from playing a couple of games, <laughs> healthy scratch, now he's got the Rona. I mean, dude, talk about an ice cube. You're you're your guy, dude. <laughs> dude, that was that was dude. You go I'm back two years ago. He was your buddy, dude. He I'm was your buddy. Stripping that Sorensen jersey. Ugh. <laughs> oh, so pathetic. Anyway, um. So that's you know we got a little stat heavy, and that's something that I'll fix in the future. But anyway, uh, let's move on to announcements. Real quick here, uh, former in-game host John Root announced he's joining Fanatics to host their live shows. Uh, I think he did something with I don't some former 49er recently. I mean, good luck to him hosting. That's his thing. Uh, I certainly hope the Sharks don't like backfill his, a replacement for him at the tank because I just don't think that I've, I've been very vocal. I don't need an MC to tell me when to cheer at a hockey game. I just I don't. Uh, but. Good luck. Hopefully he can help with quality control over there. If you use Dish or Sling TV to watch Sharks games, or Giants, or A's, or Warriors, uh, that's going to end on April 1st. So, fool, uh, you better get yourself on the R network. You can ask. Do Jerky. people even still have Dish network? I guess I'm, so. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know it was still a thing. I was going to say, I think I had Dish network when I was a kid, and then my mom was like, this is shit like let's get something else <laughs> uh we talked about the black history month warm-up jerseys the sharks wore a couple weeks ago and on friday the sharks wore their second warm-up of the season a tribute to their 30th and the sales were a little different now there were some that still went cheaper than you might have expected but there were a few that definitely went higher than what i expected so again we'll we'll keep a pin on this and then finally i mean what has to be the funniest announcement from the week that came out was the Golden Knights got booted out of the Fairmont Hotel after they arrived here uh, because the Fairmont is filing for bankruptcy. Uh, please, no Evander Kane jokes. Uh, I just so, want to know, where did they transfer to? Like, there's. It's not as if San Jose is lacking in hotel rooms. They went across the street to... Um... Yeah, they went across the street. Okay. I was fine with that. Uh, so around the NHL, oh my God, there's a couple fun ones this week. Let, let's just, just 
you know, we got to get a sounder for that. Uh, so the Cal- <laughs> that one was fine. You should just keep using that one. Uh, the Calgary Flames fire Jeff Ward from head coaching duties and bring back Daryl Sutter, signing old bitter beer face to a three-year deal. Uh, so it's official, everybody. You will get hockey back when you pry it from Daryl's cold, dead hands, is what I'm saying. I cannot wait for the post games, uh, especially since they're on Zoom now. Um, but what does this mean for the franchise and their star players? Sutter is not exactly known for coaching high-end talent, but more grinders and attitude. And not to say that the Flames couldn't use that right now, and it's also not to say that the Flames had a lot of high-end talent, but we all remember the way Sutter would deploy Solani and Koroluk back in the day. Just saying. Yeah, well, uh, you know, shark centric. Obviously, you, you know, I know a lot of people. One of my one of my friends, big Alexander Korolev fan, and you know that year, uh, Ron Wilson's first year as Sharks coach, Alexander Korolev had his best year as a NHL player. So, you know, that kind of, you know, you're known for the razzle dazzle skill. You know, why are you penalty killing and stick checking? You know what I mean? But <laughs> Even for something more recent, like you just you look at the stats and, you know, everybody's going to say what they want about Dustin Brown. But you look at the time, um, you know, before Daryl Sutter took over, Dustin Brown was a very productive power forward. You know, obviously very physical player, but also really good offensively. Daryl Sutter comes in. Brown's points plummet. Mm. Daryl Sutter leaves. All of a sudden, Dustin Brown is good at offense again. Yeah, it should be real I kind of feel like that tells you everything you need to know. It should be real interesting to see how that goes. Quickly back just, to the... Uh... I just want to say, just really quick, I'm waiting. Next season, Johnny Gaudreau is going to have 27 points, and the Sharks are going to trade for him for a peanut. <laughs> wow. Let's see. Uh, our then... buddy 21 Pucks evidently grabbed one of the warm-up jerseys for five fifty nine. So, at the who'd you get, buddy? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Don't... Don't think I'm not. Don't think I'm not pulling up that site right now to to check. <laughs> Let's see. Five fifty nine. Who you got? Twenty one pucks. That looks to me to be. Oh, weird. None of these went for five fifty nine. What website were you on? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a website we don't know about? Fanaticsonly.com. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> In other news, the Vancouver Canucks announced that they are not considering a coaching change and actually want to sign their coach to a contract extension. Good luck with that. I think that's fine. Yeah. I like Travis Green. It's not Travis Green's fault that Jim Benning let all of their good players go. No, no, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Uh, In The Athletic this past week, oh, Lord almighty, a former Sabres captain who wished to remain anonymous, you coward, <laughs> called the NHL team in Buffalo a laughing stock, while another former captain called them unwatchable. So I'm sure morale in the room is at an all-time high right now. Those poor guys. Hey, you know what, though? Uh, <laughs> Jeff Skinner scored today. <laughs> Wait a minute. He wasn't scratched? <laughs> no, he, he played, and he had a goal. The the nine million dollar man got his first goal this year. Uh, Blackhawks defenseman Brett Seabrook is effectively retiring, being placed on LTIR reserve until his eight year fifty five million contract expires in twenty twenty four. Fun. Uh, Ottawa's Tim Stutzler. I'm always going to say it like that in the pervy Nazi voice. 
Sturzler is your NHL Rookie of the Month with 10 points in 14 games. Currently, the rookie has, I mean, what? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Just one point behind former Sharks draft pick Josh Norris. And meanwhile, that lazy bum Chris Tierney only has nine points, which is, uh, let me see, one more point than 15 of the 20 forwards that the Sharks have played this season. So, good news. Uh, speaking of the young Sharks, San Jose Barracuda split a pair against the San Diego Gulls. Currently, the Cuda 4-3-2, sit third in the AHL Pacific Division. And, of course, just like their big brother, the Henderson Silver Knights are currently in first. Uh, like I said earlier with the Barracuda, the current leader in goals with six and points at nine is Joachim Blickfeld. Uh, meanwhile, in nine games played so far, Ryan Merkley had, until last night, two points, now has four. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going back a little bit. Did you see 21 pucks? I said, fanatics, don't disrespect me like that. Help <laughs> <laughs> those guys. <laughs> oh, so I did mention something about a giveaway here before we start to uh, pack it in. Uh, here's how to win. If you're an iTunes user, give us five stars. Leave us a nice review. We're going to randomly pick three reviews over the course of this week and announce the winners on the next show next Sunday. So make sure you add in your Twitter or your YouTube or your Insta or whatever handle you, so we know who to talk to. <laughs> to get you your bobblehead. So we got three people that are, that are going to win, provided I see three new iTunes reviews. So anyway, watch this space. Um, comment of the week. This Here we go. It's time. Oh, dun, this dun. is this, this. Oh. oh, here we go. So this Taken from Reddit this past week, San Jose Sharks Mobile Shop. What happened? I was looking to see if they had any hats in stock, and the link I used to uh, I used says that the domain is not registered anymore. Does anybody know what happened? Did it change to a different web address, or is it no longer in existence? Now, for those of you who actively follow Teal Town, you know and you've known for, like, what, two months that that URL was going away because Fanatics and the Sharks parted ways. So I think what we're trying to say here is um, the more you know, and I think one of the ways you can know things is to pay attention to Teal Town USA. Well, not even that, but dude, you posted that article on Reddit. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, let's get into comment number two coming from Facebook. Uh, boy, I hope this doesn't start anything. <laughs> If you have anything negative to say about this game, this team, this front office, or coaching staff, you are not a true fan. Move along. This was following a Vegas game, by the way. It, is I, this is this an intern? Is this someone who works for ticketing? Who is this? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I've tried watching a game with my head in the sand, but you can't really see a whole lot of what's going on. So I'm surprised that this person even knows what's going on. <sighs> and finally, oh, this is the one jerk's going to go to town on. Like I keep saying, here's the plan. <laughs> trade Kane for a first or line A. Trade oh Couture. God. Trade Jones or Dubnik. Trade Pickles. Cut Sorensen. Cut Nieto. Let Marlowe get his record and he'll be gone. Keep LeBanc, Meyer, Hurdle, Gambrell, Donato, Leonard, Burns, Carlson, Balser, Schimmick. 
call up players and see if they're ready and get them NHL ice time. Call up Melnicek or Kornosh. Get them switching reps while we scratch or trade Jones and Dubnik. Use our picks on things that we need moving forward or the best player available. This is a rebuild. Wholesale and start over. And since people don't understand what I mean by wholesale, fire Doug Wilson and every single person in management and start over from top to bottom. That obviously includes firing Coach Bugner. <laughs> Where to begin? First yeah, off, I'm, sh- first off, I'm dying to find out who your trade partner is for Jones and or, and or Dubnik. Yeah, Dy- dying to know who that's going to be. Who is well, going to give you a first for Kane? Well, okay, so that's where I'm going to start since it's at the top. I, I, a first for Kane, I think that's believable. It's not a first plus, you know, like it'll be just a first. But I, I actually could see that happen. Legitimately, I could see it happen. Line A, give me the address for your dispensary because you're on something. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Line A is, is, is one of the elite goal scorers in the game like will score 40 in his sleep like at the very least it's Kane and a first and LeBanc and Middleton like you're dumping a package for line A if that's what you're doing trade Couture why like literally the only consistent guy who's the only one producing consistently now I will play devil's advocate here if you're going to do a full rebuild and blow everything up it is probably the piece that would return the highest value. Sure, but do you also want to have a new captain once again after the previous captain just got situated in his role? No, of course not. You know, trade Jones or Dubnik. Trading Jones, I say good luck to you. Dubnik, again, I think that's within the realm of believability. Uh, Minnesota retained salary on Dubnik, so... He's only costing the Sharks here. Let me do a, a little quick check here. Uh, 2.166667 against the salary cap. Hmm. And because that was the first time he had his salary retained, um, should the Sharks trade him elsewhere, the Sharks would also be able to retain some salary on him as well because you can retain a salary twice. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously would be a low-cost option for somebody who's making the playoffs. So again... I don't think that that's going to be the solution to the problem, but it's within the realm of believability. So I'll, I'll concede that point. Trade Pickles. I, I don't know who that is. I know him as Vlasic. I think Pickles is a dumb nickname. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Who's taking again, that view? Same, same as yeah, same as Jones. It's like you, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who says, yeah, give me this underperforming player free of charge. No problem. Uh, cut Sorensen. Why? That doesn't. That's not. But that's not really how that works. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you just. It's like Chief. This is his. He's on the final year of his contract. I think what you're saying is leave him on the taxi squad. That said, I do think, you know, some team, Pittsburgh, looking at you, will look at Sorensen and say, "Hey, that's a player that we can get ten goals out of," because um, that's how Pittsburgh operates. They get players you've never heard of and put them with Crosby, and it's lights out. Hmm. Um, cut Nieto, um, C Couture. Why? You need somebody to kill penalties. You need somebody who knows how to skate. That's what Nieto is. Mm-hmm. Um, let Marlowe get his records and he'll be gone. I agree with that. I, I think that's the smartest point this person made. Um, because I, well, dude, you know, let's I'm, be probably, honest. I'm yeah. probably the only person, I'm probably the only Sharks fan who gives a shit about this record. I don't. 
like, oh, congratulations. Like, it's really cool, but I don't think you need to commit a whole season to it. Um, <laughs> Stop ruining my hockey team. <laughs> all the again, all the players this guy wants to keep. Uh, those are all good players. I'm I'm chilling. Whatever. Uh, call up players and see if they're ready and give them NHL ice time. You isn't, mean isn't that like, like what we're doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know. Um, call up Melnichuk or Coronash. I mean, you say that like it's an option. Like if you trade Jones or Dubnik, that's that's your only choice. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Use our picks on things that we need moving forward. That's so literally what, what we did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is a rebuild. Uh, okay. So yeah, it's again, and I get I it. Mean, you, I, people, I, you know fans what? are going to use social media to you know blow off steam. I get that. Well, and 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 full full marks. You know, this guy or girl, whoever. Put together a really good, you know, a, they put together an action plan. I give them credit for that, but keep it within the realm of believability. <laughs> there you go. And hold on, like, Who, like, dude, because let's say right here, right now, if Winnipeg says, or I'm sorry, Columbus, if Columbus says, hey, give us a Vander Kane, we'll give you Line A. Like Doug Wilson is shaking that hand and he's out the door in his car before anybody realizes what's going on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and hold on, we got a comment here from the chat. What is it? V something wagon? VIJ wagon. I think your eleven million guy has two goals. Now, sir, I have to correct you. It's eleven and a half million and he only has one goal. So get your Thank you. <laughs> also we we uh We care about facts here, sir. <laughs> that, but uh we also haven't talked about Eric Carlson for at least fifteen minutes. Who? <laughs> exactly. I have no idea who that is. Oh my God! All right, so uh, finally, <laughs> that person says that as if we've spent the last hour defending Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't care. Um, I wanted to let everybody know because it is something that we haven't touched on in quite some time. I Touch felt, it. huh? Touch it. Touch it. Touch it. Um, I feel like it. It just needs to be called out because we haven't talked about it in forever. But it is true. It's been confirmed. Fanatic still does suck. Uh, so, so this <laughs> they beautiful, are not interchangeable. This beautiful piece of merchandise came out of the Fanatic shop. Uh, you know, I know it's an Adidas shirt, but or jersey, but it's you know that's a Fanatic's customization job. Uh, clearly, <laughs> now I couldn't find it, but I heard that there was also a similar screw up where it had sixty five all around, but Couture on the nameplate. What we're well, saying is, is that fanatics are still retarded. If you ask Gen X, they're the same players, so that's that's fine. <laughs> and that nineteen point five million dollar contract is amazing. Yeah, dude. For... But jerk, can I ask you a question? Sure, if you must. What if it was purple? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> if my high school had a hockey team, that looks like something they would have worn. I worked hard on that. I was expecting a bigger reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it you know, it, 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 I think it goes without saying at this point, it should be purple. There you go. All right. Oh, man. Yeah, we, we ran long again. And yeah, I speaking even... of purple, we almost done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I cut a Apologies couple things. Apologies to Matt Damon. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can follow her at our backhander 76. You can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. Follow me at AJ underscore strong. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear us discuss, you can send them to us at pucknologist on Twitter. Again, 
It's giveaway time, kids. So here's how to win. Give us five stars. Leave us a nice review on iTunes. We will randomly select three this coming week and announce the winners on our next show. Make sure you add a Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, whatever handle so we can find you on the social. Famous last words to you, Rocket. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Rocket Backhander. My famous last words for this evening is, well, we got through those four. Let's try to get through the next week. 56-game preseason, baby. Famous last words, Jerk. Famous last words. Well, as I said before, the Sharks trudged through this last week. They got three points out of eight, which is not ideal, but at least you got points. Um, Game against St. Louis, two games against Anaheim. I mean, these are all three games that I think the Sharks could very easily get two points in. Um, As a whole? (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, each one, you know, I think, you know, St. Louis being ahead of the Sharks, if the Sharks win in overtime, really not that big of a deal because you're not catching St. Louis anyway. Mm. Anaheim is a team you're trying to catch for some reason. So <laughs> obviously you want I to win. Keep pace with, but go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, two things can be true. Mm-hmm. So you want to win both of these games in regulation. Uh, so... I mean, I even with everything that's happened this year, I could see I could see the Sharks rattle off three game three game win streak here if they get their head on straight. I could also see them lose all three. So kind yeah, of a kind of a mystery with the same goaltending. Doobie, dude, light up that doobie. Doobie, doobie, do. <laughs> mm. Well. I know they were playing when we went on air, so I haven't had a chance to look. But uh, let's see here. My famous last words. uh, Joe Pavelski still leads the the Dallas Stars in goals, assists, and points at 22. He had a goal tonight. Are you serious? Yeah, he scored his 12th of the year. All right, so 23 points. Holy crap. 23 points. Mm. Would Would you say that he's good? I I think so. I think so. Last I looked, Brent Burns and Joe Thornton had the same amount of points, despite Jumbo playing eight fewer games. Uh, <laughs> Joe Thornton has the same amount of points as Shimmick Vlasic and EK65 combined. <laughs> That's always fun. Uh, also, Josh Norris leads the Senators in assists with 11, which would tie him for the lead on the Sharks with Meyer and Kane. Fun when you go look at the numbers, isn't it? It makes something that you thought might have been mildly depressing damn near suicidal. That's what I'm saying. No, I don't want to joke about that. But either way, it's, uh, I think we kind of said this at the beginning and it's proven to be true. This team, it's, it's, things are going to get worse before they get better kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it might last for another couple of years, but we shall see. I mean, I got to be honest with you. If there was ever a time that you don't, want to go to a game this would kind of be it like COVID is almost a blessing in disguise right now (laughs) you know what I mean if it if I'm a Vegas fan a Tampa fan Toronto like I'm upset because I'd really want to go see my team kick ass like it's almost a blessing yeah but it's it's funny that you say that because Vegas and Tampa are allowing fans yeah, well, San Jose is going to allow fans too, but the thing about it is they're going to be so overpriced that yeah, well, they're going to be so overpriced that nobody's going to be able to go. You and, know, so and that's why like, there's the secondary ticketing market. <laughs> so okay, let's talk about real quick. This is going to send us home. 
uh, as you as for those who don't know, I live in Vegas, and so I was like, hey, what will it cost to go to the game when the Sharks are here? Three hundred dollars per ticket. Yeah, I'll watch on TV. Does that come with a limo? <laughs> Fuck, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Beer? Nothing. Get no. free snacks. Dude, three, three bills for one ticket. Are you allowed to use? Is that just the edge of the seat, or can you use the whole seat? I fucking hope you, you club can get level the whole with row. that. The whole row, I hope. Dude, that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not a secret that Vegas tickets are expensive, but three bills to see them play a shitty team, like, huh? Dude, that's a kick in the balls. Or what Gabriel did to Reeves. Same thing. Watch out! Watch out for your cornhole, buddy. Cornhole. Cornhole. <laughs> Cornhole. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us that review on iTunes. Find everything on TealTownUSA.com. Remember to check out After Dark, our post-game show that goes live after every single Sharks game. And that's it. 123 is in the kids. Is in the kids. It's, It's for the kids. No, 123 is in the books. That's it, kids. That's the show. Thank you so much for watching or listening, and we will catch you all next week. The same bat time, same bat channel, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. See you then.